This podcast brought to you by Earthlink. It's Tuesday, December 20th, 2005. I'm Hollywood. <laughs> what is so funny about the date? Because <laughs> you the long pause where you forgot it. I'm Molly Wood, author of CNET's Buzz Report. And I'm Tom Merritt, author of CNET's The Real Deal. Welcome to Buzz Out Loud, CNET's podcast of indeterminate length featuring our fabulous producer, Veronica. And those days when <laughs> we don't know what the day is. Wow. The holidays are getting close. Oh, yeah. my brain's on vacation. Folks are just we goofy. Have, we have short timer syndrome big time. Well, here's something to sober you up. No, that leads right into our programming This is the note. last podcast before the holidays, but one. <laughs> but one. There will be a special edition of the Buzz Out Loud. The prediction show. On a very show. special Buzz Out Loud. <laughs> one story will die. You asked for it. We gave it to you. Look for our prediction show in your iPod or aggregation tool of choice, iTunes and the whatnot. Who knows? Depending when you update, you Tomorrow. may have already listened to it. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you might already know what you think. You might already be writing us you mail. You are now going back in time we should put our, our about two, how wrong we are. We should put our prediction show out later so, so that we're going to make No, sure. but then that means I have to work after today. <laughs> no, I mean like in June. Oh. <laughs> then all our predictions can oh, be yeah, so much more accurate. Yeah, I like it. Uh, but yeah, this this is our last regular podcast. We're going to do the prediction show. And then our next podcast will be live, sort of. I mean, yeah. it's always recorded because it's a podcast. But, but it'll be from the floor. We'll be recorded floor. live in front of a studio audience on the floor of the Consumer Electronics Show in Las Vegas, Nevada. Yay! That is right. On January 3rd. Because here at CNET, we are given, thank goodness, an obscene amount of time off between Christmas and New Year's. And uh, it also means that if any of you are attending CES, you can stop by and see the show. And be part of the recording. I mean, we will yeah. be on stage recording the podcast right there. If you're on the Frapper map, you have to let us know. Yes. When you show up. Yes. And we'll also have some stuff to give away. No? Oh, yes. We have, in fact, not just the normal CNET t-shirts. Oh, no. Special Buzz Out Loud t-shirts i didn't know that oh yes big surprise for everyone wow they're fabulous they have a special buzz out loud logo and design and they're green they're not the normal scene at yellow so mm -hmm. you don't have to look like mm -hmm. a, a jaundiced fool wearing that around <laughs> or uh, like one of us yeah, yeah we will be we'll be giving those out during the podcast recording so if you're going to be anywhere near the consumer electronics show we would love to see you all right now bringing it back down to earth and now for the news hollywood <laughs> is uh getting into trouble again actually they're not getting into trouble they're causing you trouble just being jerks. with a bill that would aim to restrict digital tuners now this has come up over and over and it's been defeated over and over but they're trying it again this yeah, time you know this as the analog hole they're trying to plug the a hole the analog <laughs> hole uh <laughs> and Boy. Me and Veronica are 13. Yeah, nothing sends them into Google. We've had a lot so. of cookies. Um, <laughs> I love cookies. So, yeah, no, this is serious business, yes, folks. Yes, Aww. What they would do is prevent any device from being made that would allow you to turn analog signal into digital signal right. without copy protection. So makers so, of content could copy prohibit within their media and the devices would play along. And so what we're talking about, though, is that within a year... Of the legislation, were it to be enacted, DVRs, current on the market TiVos, and digital video recorders and PC-based TV tuners would be illegal, no? Digital video recorders with analog tuners or inputs would only be allowed to record copy-prohibited shows for 90 minutes. After that, the digital wow. recording must be so destroyed like no or otherwise rendered unusable. This is just 
unacceptable. Analog video output of copy prohibited recordings would only be permitted as long as it was VGA with resolution no more than 720 by 480. <laughs> so which I is guess like your standard so NTSC. F- but you could get signal. it on your iPod video, huh? Yeah, huh? just fine on there. Yeah. Uh, violations would be punished by death. Well, yeah. no, not really. uh, but <laughs> violations would be That's punished. That's one of my predictions for next year, though. <laughs> by between $200 and $2,500 per product. And commercial Point. offenders could be imprisoned and get up to five years uh, in jail and fine not more than $500,000. So they're, they're serious about this stuff. And yeah. the one thing to remember is that this time, anyway, they're not trying to prevent all content from being copy protected. Right, they're which just they saying, have tried in the yeah, past. Yeah, exactly. They're just saying any device has to be able to recognize copy prohibited media and prevent it from going out in analog this kind of dovetails neatly with apparently it's my theory that tivo has been preparing for this and that's why they have been sort of testing that system about um dealing with copy protected tv shows where you can only keep it for a certain amount of time or they reserve the right to delete it and you know what no it's unacceptable it is right to your Congress people. I know I'm saying this all the time, but this is like, this is one of those things that's just to me is so beyond the pale that I almost can't even work up a true rant about it because th- that's just ridiculous. I pay to get my television. The Betamax decision has long since upheld my ability and right under fair use to record that television that I pay for. And if I pay for a TiVo service on top of that, I have already paid twice. You know what? I can freaking watch it as many times as I want. Just get get out of my face with this. You know, what bothers me most about it is that enacting a law to yeah. do this obviously shows that this isn't the natural way of things. And, and we're not talking about major harm here. I know, no. I know they want you to think that. They want you to think that they're going to go out of business if they don't get something like this. There are plenty of ways to DRM movies and media without making the devices do it for you. Right. They are just, they're overdoing it and there should not be, they should not have to enact a law. They, they can create DRM if they want. I think it's a horrible idea and I think it's not in even their best interest or anyone's best interest, but they yep. can create DRM that wouldn't play on normal devices. You don't have to bring the government into it. Well, and they already have some of that DRM. DR, DVRs already have DV, DRM that per, Hibbits you from burning this stuff to DVD or copying it to your computer or whatever. Yeah. And I personally, yes, I find that that in itself is an unacceptable restriction as far as I'm concerned under fair use. But you already have it. You don't need to take it even further. Yeah. And the, you know what? The consumer electronics manufacturers are going to fight this. They They're, should. They I are hope not they going will. to want this to happen. I don't know. I, it sounds to me like the Blu-ray people have been kind of behind this kind of DRM. I mean, not the, not the analog hole specifically, but they have signed on. That's why they have so much studio support, because they've said, yeah, we're totally willing to play ball with our devices in terms of restricting content. Well, the Blu-ray people are, are all the manufacturers like Toshiba and or Toshiba's HD DVD. So bad example. But yeah, but it, Pioneer. Yeah. Presumably. Are they? I mean, if they're using the Blu-ray standard and that's what the Blu-ray standard now calls I know, for. I know Blu-ray calls for it within Blu-ray, but would it plug the analog hole on the way out? I don't know. I'm not sure it's entirely related to analog yeah. hole. It's just I'm just saying that that the at least the people who are possibly controlling what the manufacturers then create have su- have shown a willingness to play ball with this kind of DRM. Mostly the manufacturers scream when this stuff comes up because they don't want to be regulated. Right. They don't want to have the government telling them what they can do with the devices they sell because some other industry wants them to. Right. Uh, well, and I think it's going to be the same this time. I hope so. And to and to your point about the 
the law thing and then we'll move on. It, this to me is just another example of where law should not be helping out. No, it, helping I, out industry. Laws should not be enacted so that people can continue to make money unfettered. Like if you have a problem with piracy, deal with it with the laws that already exist because there are already laws against it. Yeah. Don't try to make it a law that you can break technology in order to protect your own profits. It's almost as if they're saying it should be the law that there is a movie industry. Mm-hmm. That's exactly it. Because, that is exactly because the it. reason they don't want this is they're saying, well, the movie industry will go broke and we won't have movies anymore. Yeah. Well, you know yeah. what? I don't care. That's a free market decision. Yeah. And people will not starve if there are no movies. Right. They'll find other jobs. <laughs> Even the people who work in the movies will find other jobs. Yeah. And the movie industry isn't going anywhere. I mean, that's the most... The, uh, this is not this is not life or death for them. Related issue uh, involving and if it is the, too bad. Related issue involving the Xbox. A couple of Xbox modders got charged with copyright crime for selling modified Xbox game consoles. Now this is this is sort of on the on the cusp, right? Because they're in violation of the Digital Millennium Copyright Act for modifying the Xbox at all. Because right. you circumvent copy protection, therefore you violated the law. But they were also loading up the modified Xboxes with uh, games. Oh. They were loading them onto the hard drive. So, hmm. you know, I mean, I think, I mean, there's no there's no question here that they violated the law as it is today. I think the law should be changed. I don't think the DMCA should go that far. You should be able to do what you want with your stuff and be able to sell it. After you buy it. However, yeah. the a- adding of the games on top of it, I mean, that you don't even need the DMCA to So to do you make think that. you should be able to resell it? Because I think you should be able to alter the Xbox, your own Xbox that you brought however you want. I absolutely agree with that. But should you be able to resell it commercially? Ah, well, commercially. Interesting that you put that in there. Should I? Like, if I mess if I with something, eBay, if I mess with something of my own yeah. and then sell it in a garage sale, that should not be illegal. Right. Or if I eBay it or whatever. Yeah. Should there be some law that says you can't, like, mass produce it? Eh, and see, to me, question. that is the kind of distinction that the industry needs to start yeah. making. The distinction between what consumers can do, and we've talked about this with digital rights management for music, broad exceptions for consumer use. And that way you start to actually do something effective in terms of cracking down on massive scale piracy and leaving consumers alone. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. They're, they're trying to overcompensate so they can wipe it all out. Right. Instead of targeting. And the result is, strikes. you know what? And if anything is going to kill these industries, that's going to be it. It's going to be all of us consumers and the power of the almighty dollar, which they seem to not respect anymore, <laughs> saying, all right, well, fine. We're not playing. Yeah, you know what? You plug the analog hole, you put DRM all over your media, you, people can still go elsewhere and yeah, find other media. Exactly. And all so you the make question me is do whether is they will work or a little not. harder and hate you a little more. But Lindsay Lohan may not be in those movies. Great. So there's, you know, there's the rub. Oh, so we wouldn't get access to the content that they've force-fed us and convinced us that is cool by the power of repetition and brainwashing? What are you saying, Molly? <laughs> I love Hollywood movies. Anyway, hackers sometimes just as bad. I don't. We let let it be made known on the podcast. We are not necessarily pro hacking. <laughs> no, 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 no. Or no. pro cracking. There's there's some very interesting stories. We're actually pro hacking in the truest sense of yes. the term, which is messing around with which stuff. is just doofing around with stuff and trying we to make it better. We are anti cracking. We are anti cracking, which is you know attacking people and 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 compromising security. Uh, but some hackers stole customer data from a gaming company, you were telling me? Yeah, apparently a maker of a popular role-playing games was forced to shut down its online store for four days after hackers pilfered email addresses, usernames, and encrypted passwords, reading from news.com. Mean. But what I think is interesting is they 
stole all these email addresses, usernames, and passwords, and then they tried to extort, basically blackmail the company, White Wolf Publishing, and say, we're going to put all this user data on the web unless you pay us. Oh, that's evil. But the company... evil enough. And then this is totally interesting. The company wouldn't do it. They said, we're not paying because that's just out-and-out extortion. Mm -hmm. And the hackers responded this week by emailing individual White Wolf customers to tell them they can buy the stolen information for $10. (laughs) I mean, it's like this this cracking and the phishing has reached the point of just kind of armed robbery. Well, I mean, talk- it's almost like... I- and it's getting really hard to stop. There's a posting on Slashdot today about the evolution of phishing attacks. Uh, there was an IRS scam a this few weeks ago that exploited a vulnerability in the IRS benefits website and made you think that you were at the government site. It was hard to tell. There's also, according to InfoWorld... Uh, a phishing scam that tricked eBay's own fraud team into thinking they were dealing with legitimate eBay correspondence. So, oh my gosh. I mean, they're they're getting cleverer and cleverer. Yeah, and I don't really know what the answer is. I mean, definitely the onus is on these big companies to figure out some way to make their, their sites phishing-proof, but I don't know what... I mean, it's hard to think what you can do without creating an additional burden for consumers. Like, I use Bank of America's website, and they have this new site key thing, mm-hmm. which I signed up for because I was just kind of curious to see what it is. But now it's kind of annoying. It adds like two or three steps to my login process. And it's not super annoying. And I think it's great that they're doing it. I find it very proactive. And hopefully it's effective. But it, it it's hard. It's hard to just, I don't know. It's hard, hard to balance. Work. It's hard work. You know, it's also. Came in on Sunday once. <laughs> the, other thing, uh, the other thing about security, too, it, it makes you not want to rely on e- email, right? Because the way to stop phishing scams, for the most part, is don't yeah. read your email. Yeah. If you never read your email, you will never <laughs> fall for a phishing scam. That is so true. Pretty much. Well, or if you never click a link from an email. I mean, I think that's the big thing. Like, you can read it. Yeah, yeah. But then if your email says blah, 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 well, eBay, was, blah, blah, blah. Oh, taking, taking it too far, oh, you know. I didn't as, mean to ruin as it. As we are wont to do. Spin but. your tail, Tom. Spin it. But no, I mean, and that's the thing. You're right. Don't click on the, on the in fact, don't even cut and paste Yes. The addresses. It's not the clicking. It's the URL because they found ways to make the URLs look legitimate or take you to places that look legitimate. Uh, I got, or I in got, some cases, that they are the site. I, I got another one of those things where I had just bought something on eBay and I got <gasps> an email in the mail that said, hey, you know, uh, you, you're regarding your recent purchase. Uh, please log in for uh, further blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Sounded totally legitimate, but I did not click on it i went to ebay signed in and there was nothing there right total phishing scam and that's what the sites that is one thing the sites need to do is if they have an alert for you it should be there as soon as you log in so that you can go that way and the big sites like ebay and amazon they have that yep yeah but you know not to not to sneak ahead to the prediction show but at some point i think almost everyone's going to fall victim to it there's the Santa worm that's out there delivering unwanted software too that's just mean i know santa does not deliver spyware (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's horrible. The im.giftcom.all worm attempts to dupe IM users into thinking an acquaintance has sent them a link to a harmless Santa Claus file. Yeah. Don't click on links. Don't open attachments. Just, just seriously. Be careful with your email. Unless, and of your course, IM. you're a child porn suspect. Then <laughs> click all you want. Open the sober worm and it'll <laughs> scare you into turning yourself in. This is according to the register. <laughs> a guy in Germany mistook a message produced by the sober worm for an email from the Bundeskriminalamt, the federal crime office, telling him his visits to illegal websites had been logged. So he went and turned himself in. Oh, that is awesome. Good job, sober worm. It just goes to show that computer worms aren't always destructive, said a police spokesman. I don't know. 
<laughs> Let's not go too I, far. I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> That's awesome. Hey, we have more news on the Google World Domination Watch. Are they slipping into evil? That's always the question. We got more uh, rumors on Apple and something about Windows Vista coming up in a sec. Do you believe anything is possible? At Earthlink, we do. We believe the same company that delivers your lightning-fast DSL connection can deliver your home phone service and wireless service, too. One company for all your communication needs. Visit earthlink.net and start believing today. Earthlink, we revolve around you. <laughs> or a lightning-fast 15 sex. Something about uh, Windows Vista, I don't know. So well, I don't know, we'll see. The Google World Domination Watch <laughs> starts with a posting on Slashdot.today. New York Times reporting that the users of Google's search engine will soon see graphical logos oh. in the advertising. Yeah, everyone loves the Google website because it's just so small and fast and there's nothing on it. It's just like search here and then find the result. Now, big mm-hmm. advertising with logos and graphics. Apparently, the uh, America Online Association has prompted the changes. At least that's according to the Financial Times. I think AOL is just a poison apple. according to New York Times. Financial Times has more on the partnership. So Yeah, poison apple, AOL. First, they brought down Time Warner. <laughs> Now they're making Google evil. Google-a-o-l. 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 <laughs> they're just making it hard to pronounce. Yeah, and yeah, graphical ads. Now, in non-evil but, Google news. Yeah, one thing that we'd still do love the mostest about Google is the Google zeitgeist. So they have the 2005 year-end zeitgeist now. If you go to google.com slash press slash zeitgeist2005.html. They have the uh, look at the top gainers of 2005, top gaining search terms, top searches in 2005, and uh, the top frugal searches. One thing I think is kind of interesting that is that the top gainers of 2005, number five is Orkut. Yeah, that seems like they spiked it. Planted it. Orkut is their own social networking thing. Or maybe it's because people can never remember what it is. Maybe they're like, what is that? But no, they would have typed this in to, yeah. to get there. I think it's odd that Janet Jackson they, was the top news search. In 2005. In 2000, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I guess I it was carryover. I don't Supplanting know. Supplanting her cane. Well, you know what? It probably was like the month immediately after the Super Bowl. Because the Super Bowl did happen in January. Well, not that. Not but not the last Janet year. One. The Janet yeah. one happened in 2004. That's right. Where she had the People, malfunction. People, move on. Yeah. It's just one dang nipple. You My, can find that in Google searches for almost anything. <laughs> Michael's jealous. He's only number six. <laughs> no. Hurricane Katrina, number two. Tsunami, number three. Xbox yeah. 360, number four, which <laughs> is kind of amazing considering kind of yeah. the short time frame. Brad Pitt, Michael Jackson, American Idol. Of course, these are news, too. These aren't these aren't the the main search terms. These yeah, are these news, are the searches at, search terms. To the, at news. The main search terms are even kind of weirder, like Baidu. B-A-I-D. Erica Baidu? No. That's, that's Baidu. Yeah. Aries. World of Warcraft, though, number eight. That was Ding. mostly Veronica, I think. That was <laughs> just searching over and Five over. Five million subscribers. You know, I got to tell you, I asked my brother if you want to go to lunch with me today, do a little Christmas shopping for our mom. He goes, no, I got a wow. Really? Uh-huh. That's funny because I asked At someone lunch. earlier today because I have, I can't do any more work because my computer is being packed up for CES other oh. than the podcast. And so I was, I was looking around the office for uh, a spare wow you talk computer. To him. <laughs> talk to him. He tests the notebooks. All right, very quickly, uh, more rumors out there on Apple, this time the one gigabyte iPod Nano to kind of fill the gap that Veronica was talking about with the one gigabyte shuffles. Uh, There's a new version of Windows Vista out there. Yeah, and and it does things. What does it do? (laughs) No one knows. Well, it doesn't do the cool things that we're hoping it was going to do, but most of the new features are related to security. Windows Defender, which is the the update to Windows Anti-Spyware, uh, designed to protect against spyware rootkits and other threats. 
which I love. BitLocker drive encryption so that you can uh, in- encrypt your disks. Tighter control over removable storage devices like thumb drives. And then parental controls, which... Pokemon USA threatened to sue uh, over the naming of a cancer-causing gene as Pokemon. So the cancer-causing gene formerly named Pokemon is now named ZBTB7. Good job, Pokemon According USA. to the uh, science journal Nature. people were likely to confuse those. No word on whether the folding protein Sonic Hedgehog will be renamed. Although, I guess I can understand. <laughs> Nintendo was reportedly nonplussed by the rush of headlines such as Pokemon causes cancer. Yeah, well, I can understand. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, in oh, all right. Other geeky news. Futurama may relaunch. Woohoo! <laughs> that was on Slashdot.today. And a new record large prime number has been found. Wow. The 43rd known Mersenne prime found probably. In parentheses, probably. Probably. Yeah. Not quite 10 million uh, figures, but getting close. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, in your emails, we had no voicemails today. Yeah, I think yeah, there may be something wrong with our Either phone. Either the, the mail is screwed up, or I don't mm. know. So if you call, Or perhaps you're just all on vacation. We but apologize. I, yeah, but I do have to say that probably hold off on the voicemails, because we're not gonna, no one's going to be here to listen to them or answer them. That is true. Right. And so, at CES, so, I won't have access to the voicemail either. And then we're going to be at Macworld. And live, then we're going to be, be at live, Macworld. Live at Macworld right the after CES. week after CES. Oh, yeah, so, we're busy bees. Mm-hmm. Guys, hold off on the voicemail. Send us emails if you want. Hopefully we can still read those, but... No voicemails. Oh, we can still get those. Uh, Yep. In those emails, Jeff B. wanted us to finish talking about Snopes because he says it's a great resource, Snopes.com. Yeah, go to Snopes.com if you ever have a question of whether something is real or not because they are a fantastic hoax poke hole inner. Yeah, I mean, this is one of those things where, like, if you're tempted to forward something about how Tommy Hilfiger is a total racist or whatever, go to Snopes first. And find out if it's true. Look it up. Find out if it's true. In that case, apparently, it's not true at all. It's also very entertaining. It's also very entertaining. Yeah, you'll find hoaxes in there you may have never heard about. The things that people believe. Mahesh wrote in and said he's confused why everyone's all excited about the apples with Intel inside them. Is it it new features? Is it a stronger processor? What? Why why do people care? It's just an Intel processor. Why is Veronica so excited? My my main selfish reason for being excited is that it'll be easier to port games to play on the Mac. Totally. There are two two primary uh, improvements here. One is speed. Mm -hmm. Obviously, they... Mac has a processor problem. If PCs are three gigahertz and you can buy them for a couple hundred dollars or six hundred bucks or something, and the Mac so far has topped out at like one point two five. Yeah, they they're going to be losing the speed war, and this Intel processor thing will help them catch up. The other reason is applications. Obviously, everybody knows the big bugaboo with buying a Mac is that there aren't as many apps available. In this case, it will be a lot easier to create software applications for the Mac because it will be a, a processor architecture that people are at least a little bit familiar with, although it will no doubt be Appleified in some way, making it more difficult <laughs> than it needs to be. Some of those applications being games. Games. Some of those Which applications. takes us so right back why. to the top. A games. Uh, Melissa, the creator of our buzzkill, our first buzzkill in yesterday's <laughs> show, wrote back to say she w- she hopes we didn't get offended, which we weren't Not at, at all. all. Uh, we love our new buzzkill segment. She also sent us a uh, an, a link to a think secret uh, speculation on the Yona processor mm-hmm. being one of the Intel processors in the new Macs, and that would allow for instant on of iBooks and Mac Minis, according to this article. Yes, I've heard a lot about mm-hmm. this, about the instant on. It sounds very exciting, and I think people who have... Um, already been playing around with the Intel on Mac, they've said that it boots really fast. ridiculously fast. That is a big benefit, actually. That's Yippee a big improvement. Ki-i-ay. But will it go instant off? Because, man, does that thing take a long time to shut down. 
One presumes so, but I know knows? I've been I've been complaining. Really? I don't have trouble with it shutting down. Well, really. Sometimes do. uh, sometimes our laptop. Sometimes it just hangs. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. yeah, you know I've been complaining about my Mac Mini for about two months now, and I want you guys to know that I've decided to keep it because <laughs> <laughs> I need to learn Final Cut. Oh yeah, that's a good reason. You I know. Planning nice on taking Final my job, box. Molly? <laughs> Not your job. No, I'm planning to help you. Yeah. It's just going to help out around the office a little bit. I don't know. I figure I'll do everybody's job. Going to learn a little accounting. Tony, among others, wrote in uh, to talk about some of the problems with broadband over power lines that it causes to amateur radio folks. Uh, mm-hmm. It can cause significant interference to radio frequencies, not only used by the government and relief organizations, but also ham radio operators, which uh, the ham radio operators are essential during emergencies to kind of fill yeah. the gaps and stuff. So they've... The amateur radio community has tried to to work on eliminating this interference, but uh, the industry hasn't played nice with them so far. So he sent hmm. a link that I'll put in the show notes on the forum. But uh, yeah, so that's that's one thing about this power line story that we were talking about out of Texas yesterday. Interesting. If you put the whole grid on broadband power line, what does that do to the interference? Who knows what could happen to your frequency? That could be a big deal. Oh, good point. Thanks. Uh, Ryan says says that Google's own search results, so this is back to the Google giving preferred placement to AOL search results, says Google's search results wouldn't be tainted, but it would just be um, video search from AOL.com where AOL's own content would get a higher rank. I don't know. If that was true, it wouldn't be so evil. Yeah, I'm because not sure that's AOL true. AOL and whatever. I'm going to reread the time story. That is not how I understood it, but um, okay. thanks for the note. Ron Norwalk in Connecticut is on our Frapper map saying he's oddly entertained. No, entranced. Entranced. entranced oh, entranced. We're hypnotic. Which is much oh, better. He's oddly entranced. <laughs> I'm oddly entranced. It's probably because Veronica's from Connecticut. That I must like be it. why. I yeah. like picturing him kind of getting the, the glazed, like, um, for those about to rock eyes. But he's almost as you far away as you can possibly Ron. get from anyone in Connecticut from where I lived. Connecticut's very small. All right. If you want to give us what? feedback, uh, buzz at CNET.com. Oh, I have one more shout out. Oh, oh, oh it was oh. rock and roll all night. That's where you get the, the days. <laughs> Sorry. I was trying to think of the video. <laughs> I have a shout out for Nick in New York City who was feeling a little blue and said that a shout out would make him feel much better. Feel better, Aww. Nick. Feel better because I bet your feet hurt because you're having to walk everywhere because of the transit strike. Yeah. If you, if you walk sucks. during a transit strike that they're having in New York, does that make you a, a strike breaker because you're <laughs> transporting yourself? Nah, you don't work for them. Uh, buzz at cnet.com is the email address 1-800-616-CNET is the phone number but like Veronica said hold off on the phone calls till after CES sorry I'm sorry we're not going to be able to get to them from there and then uh, you can always go to the forums forums.cnet.com and the buzz out loud lounge is never closed always serving up tech news for you <laughs> nice see you later bye 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 eh eh he's mm-hmm. eh. All right. Maybe. Okay. Okay.